Cunnington, and this is Havilah's Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table so I could have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. Welcome to the Havila Cunnington podcast, and I'm Havila Cunnington. And today, I'm so excited that you're tuning in because, well, I get to have one of my friends on the podcast. And you know, we don't have a lot of people on this podcast partly because I can't get it together, but also because I want you to get to know people that are interesting and um, maybe that I have a relationship with or at least want what their product or what they're endorsing to be out there. The cool part is, is that I have a guest on here today that we've been friends for a long time. So it's exciting that I get to have my friends on my podcast. And today I have none other than the fabulous Bianca Oltoff. She is a pastor and author a mom. Um, she is hysterical. I don't know how, what else like you don't do, but you're amazing, Bianca, and I'm so glad you're on this podcast. I'm excited to be here, Have We've been friends for not five years, for six years. Six I did the math. years. Yes. I, I stalked you on YouTube. That I think I was the stalker. I fangirled you, and then <laughs> <laughs> you put up with me. <laughs> I actually, I'm not even kidding you. I think I might sell email saved. And I, here's the thing that I want to communicate to your listeners, which is so fun. It's not that you were a stalker. You literally didn't like fangirl. You're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You just shot an email said, hey, you are really good at what you do. And I'm doing the same thing. And I just want to let you know, like you have someone cheerleading for you in Roseville. I didn't even know where Roseville was, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. And, and like, I'm like, literally, I just thought it was going to end with that until we reconnected when you were in LA. And for anyone out there who feels like, wow, I just want to encourage someone. Don't be a crazy stalker. Don't try to get something from them. Encourage them. And you never know, maybe six years later, you might be friends with that person. <laughs> well, I mean, this was before the age of Instagram. I think it was like Facebook and YouTube. I'm not, I'm thinking we didn't, if we had Instagram, it was like just beginning. No, it was Instagram. Back in the day, we didn't have Instagram. <laughs> I feel like we're getting to that, that, that age where oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're really getting old. But no, know. you saw a video on YouTube and you sent me the link of that video. And then also in your email, you included a link to one of your preaching videos. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I That's kind of embarrassing. I was like, if you think you're cute, you should see me too. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Well, I knew that you were like a pastor's kid and a twin, and we were doing the same thing. I was teaching at my dad's church. You're teaching at your dad's church. And I had never done that. And to this day, I have never done that to anybody. It was just this like surreal moment where I had, I was studying for a message and I was looking on YouTube and I found you. And I think I just sat back and was shocked. And then when I finally spoke in LA, I reached out and you drove over. We had a meeting together and laughed and cried. It was just instantaneous. It was, it was. And I, at the time I was living in um, Orange County. Oh, actually when you emailed me originally, yeah. I, was, I was single living 
in Los Angeles. And then the next time we reached out, I was married, living in Orange County. So I drove down to go hear you, uh, to hear you teach and also to connect over lunch. And we had such a great time. We did. I, what I love about you, Bianca, is that you are always really hungry for like what God is doing and what he wants to speak. And, you know, you just have this hunger. And I, I always am amazed because you're, you're such a brilliant woman and you're smart and I don't know if anyone's ever on this podcast. I'm, I'm surprised if no one has heard you yet, but you're an incredible communicator. You're as brilliant as you are funny, but you're also really, I think, humble in the way that you want to learn and grow. And I think that's something I've really enjoyed about you. Every time we get together, you ask really good questions. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's right. You know, I love that you think that I'm like brilliant. You, you say are. every time we talk and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really not. I just try really hard. <laughs> I'm always weird. the nerd that's like taking mental note or writing down things because I, you know, I, I didn't, uh, you know this and we both struggled academically, but I couldn't rewrite or spell uh, until the age of 12. And like, literally, I know for some of your listeners, this is going to sound crazy, but um, I just wasn't very involved with like the miraculous or the prophetic. But I remember being 12 years old and begging God for a miracle. I said, really? if you give me words, I will give you my voice. And shortly after that, we went from being classified as like special needs to, <laughs> uh, to being amazing and scoring in the 12th grade for reading comprehension. Like that, that's miraculous. You know, you're serious. That's, oh, you're totally oh, serious. serious. Heart attack, girl. Yeah. yeah. I would never have caught that from you. Never. That's a, that's amazing. Why? Thank you. That's why we, that's why we relate. I think in so many ways, because so. we're the same thing. So yeah. you grew up in LA, you're a twin, you have a family, got married to Matt. And what started you on this journey of like helping, well, people around the world, but specifically women and, and teaching and writing and what started all this? You know, I just, I've always had it, this burning desire for transformation. I'm obsessed with this concept of transformation. And it always felt something that was like far away or elusive or maybe for like the extra holy. And so um, when I began to kind of just go into God's word and, and be able to see life transformation uh, through not just biblical characters, but people that were living it, their lives out fully alive, filled with the spirit of God, hungry for the things of God, I began to think like, well, how do they do that? And so it's just been kind of like this mandate on my shoulders. I feel like uh, I'm passionate about creating practical handles for people. And yeah. it's usually, um, I would say nine times out of 10, rooted directly in a biblical narrative or a book of the Bible. I'm just passionate about that because me and in and of myself, I don't really think that there's a whole lot of wisdom that I can give, but I love scouring the scripture and making it super practical while making it come alive. And that's, that was the beginning of it. It was just like, it started in youth ministry with a bunch of girls that were like, like the Bible's boring. And I'm like, no, boo-boo, you boring. You gotta make it come alive. And, and so that's what kind of started it. And then I was in grad school at the time. I did not want to be involved with ministry. I just wanted to be rich and live in LA and own an art gallery. And you tell God what you want. And then he just like flips the script on you. And uh, I just became super passionate about making the Bible come alive and creating resources for people to take their next step in living the life that God's called them to live, AKA transformation. And so, um, um, from there, it just ministry began to grow from, it was like blogging at the time was cool. And then, um, began to travel and write and speak. And now my husband and I have planted a church in Orange County, California, 
and I have my third book coming out um, in August, August 26th. I know. And I'm so excited. I mean, this has been a full year for you. You planted the church. It's called the Father's House, is that Father's House OC? Yep. Or make sure I say Fort that right. Uh, which is really amazing because the Father's House whole network of churches is phenomenal. So if you even know, if you're a Californian, you'll know that they are like Matt and Bianca are the perfect additions to that community. But then you also have this brand new book coming out. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was this idea of, I mean, obviously you had a book called Play With Fire. You've written, um, you, you know, you've done Bible studies, but like why this book? What, first of all, it's called How to Make Your Life Not Suck. How to Have Your Life Not Suck. How to Have Your Life Not Suck. I'm going to get that right. So why did you write this book? Okay, so again, this came out of this desire to see people's lives transformed. And I I remember being 25 and thoroughly confused, not just on the things of God, but confused on life. And I'm like, I just wish that someone would have spoke to my 25-year-old self 10, 10-ish years ago and say, hey, if you just had A, B, and C, or if you did one, two, and three, you might not be running into the same walls that you're running into, but I didn't. And so most of the time on the road, people are like, Hey, will you mentor me? Or, Hey, what do you think about this situation? And I realized that I'm doing them a disservice if I'm not fully unpacking uh, some practical wisdom for them. And so I sat back and one of my favorite books in the Bible is this book called Ruth. It's in the old Testament. It's only four chapters, but it shows this beautiful narrative of an older woman, Naomi and a younger woman, Ruth. And like, they do life together. They go through loss together. They have love together. And all of a sudden from loss to life, to love, these women's whole world is transformed. And, um, it, I was obsessed with this concept of legacy because the story starts one way and ends in a surprising way. But then what we don't suspect is 400 years later, this baby that was birthed out of their story that brings us salvation today. And what if we started thinking about what we can learn from the, the previous generation, apply it to our lives with the mindset of thinking, my, I don't want to live for a good weekend and a good Instagram post. I want a good legacy. What am I building for the future? Yeah. And it might be kids, but it might not be kids. It might be a right. business. It might be art. It might be music that people create or poems that they create. And so this book is uh, three sections. First one is on relationships and dating because dang, well, need some help. Oh my <laughs> gosh, they're making some dumb decisions. And I remember, I remember I got married a little bit later. And so um, I remember kind of stumbling and fumbling my way through. And so uh, first section is on dating and relationships. And we see that played out through Ruth and Naomi and um, their loss and what that love looks like. And then the second section is on faith and spirituality. Some of the hard questions in that book, we deal with uh, death. We deal with depression. We deal with heaviness and even this concept of sovereignty that we see throughout the book. It's that big theological word, which basically just just means God's in control of everything, even the hard things in life. And then the final section is on adulting. I just feel like, what would it look like to find a mentor, have a mentor, go to work and show up on time? And all of these principles are based out of the book of Ruth. And I, my heart in communicating this is like, do I think that this one book, when read, and all of a sudden it's going to be like a magic pill where your life doesn't suck? No. But I do believe that if we start making these micro to macro changes in our life, then our life really could be on a trajectory where it doesn't suck. Gosh, I love that. And when you say we, did you write it with someone else? Um, no, I wrote it by myself, but I invited my friend. Um, her name is Dr. Deborah Gordon. She is the uh, chief psychologist 
um, for her own private practice. And she's also uh, the chair of the Department of Psychology at Moody at, yeah. out in Chicago. And I just realized, like, I realized when I went through, um, struggled through depression, struggled through loss, struggled through death, I didn't have appropriate tools um, that can navigate those things. And so I felt like I received so much help by meeting with a, a licensed counselor. And um, she's a trained therapist. And so I had her chime in on areas that I felt like, hey, would you mind giving us free therapy? So not <laughs> only do people get to read the book of Ruth in this book, but they also get to read How to Have Your Life Not Suck and get free therapy from <laughs> Dr. Deb Gordon. So I just, there were certain things where, you know, we talk about, um, I, I share this one story of how depression is really affecting our society today and share the story of going in and connecting with a young woman who had attempted suicide through the act of cutting. And um, we see kind of like this undercurrent of depression and PTSD, anxiety through the life of Ruth and Naomi. And I did not want to open up a can of worms that I could not close. And so that's a great example of where Dr. Deb popped in and she was able to give us uh, 10 ways to identify the wrestling with depression and great wow. practical tools to do like what happens when you are depressed. So stuff like that. She's great. Yeah, it was fun. I love that. I think, um, you know, getting, getting that kind of perspective as well, where you have the biblical, but you also have that kind of psychology that allows us to know what normal is and the mark. So you get all this biblical truth, but then you also have this ability to filter it through, am I really struggling? And how do I walk out from this? Somebody who's studied the brain and life and so it's powerful. I love, I love, first of all, I want to say, I love that you're tackling the idea of relationships. You tend to like to do that. Um, I, I watched you. Say, it, you really, I yeah, what is it. that? Why, what is, is it just because you were single? I know I got married later in life too, but I'm curious, what, what is it just, you feel kind of like you can tackle the topic? You know, it, it's actually come out of a, a need. So if you think about a lot of the television shows that are wildly, wildly successful right now, from uh, dating reality TV shows, stuff like Bachelor to Bachelorette to even Paradise Island to even shows on uh, Bravo, like Millionaire Matchmaker, we are obsessed with finding love. And I feel like we have been sold a faulty bill of goods. Between magazines, movies, and media, we are swallowing this pill that, you know, we're going to expect rose petals and horseback riding on the beach while sunset, then getting in a hot air balloon. And you, then we realize that that's not reality. So how do we have healthy relationships that are normal? And, and then more importantly, how are they biblical? How, how do we end not just relationships, but in that relationship section, I also talk about friendships because friendships are relationships. And like, how do you know when a friendship is done? When should you walk away? What does self-preservation look like? I feel like it's, it's not just dating and relationships, though it's kind of manifested. At. I also believe that like we're tackling in this season, marriage and I'm a stepmom. So I have two stepkids. I inherited uh, them when they were five and seven and they're now 13 and 15. And so what does that look like to lead well and love well, live well um, in healthy relationships? That's really where it spawned from. But I, th I think I could speak on authority. I can't speak on authority about parenting because I'm like, let me make sure the kids live until they're 18 and go to college. And I can't speak about marriage yet because I'm like, my husband and I fight all the time. We are passionate about each other, but my gosh, we get on each other's nerves and we nitpick. And so I was like, okay, so we've been married like 35 years and we never argue and like we wear matching outfits. Then I'll talk about marriage. But one thing I can speak on with authority is uh, friendship and relationships. So that's why it was kind of, I spent a little bit more time paying attention in that section. And I love that. I think people need all the, I need all the help I can get. I know a lot of people, 
And, and sometimes we all assume just because we're adults, we should know how to do this. And we don't. Sometimes, like you said, we can save a lot. I mean, we can save a lot of pain. And it's one of the number one questions I know I get and you get, which is either a friendship or dating or marriage, somewhere along that, which is just dealing with another human being. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. I think that's also a tactic of the enemy. Um, if, if you go back even to Genesis, when God said, it is not good that man is alone. It's this concept of like, we're supposed to be in community and the enemy wants to sever, like sever that community. And so uh, let's just talk about like dating relationships. Prior to marriage, the enemy is screaming, have sex, have sex, have sex. So that you, cause you, your soul is craving that unity, but that unity should be in the context of marriage. Then you get married and then the narrative changes. The enemy starts saying, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Drive a wedge in that unity. So I just kind of want to speak to that and raise and elevate the conversation. It's just like, let's figure out how to do healthy relationships because this is a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of God at the beginning of the universe, Father, Son, Holy Spirit together. And that's kind of what I want to hone in on that. Wow. That's so good. I can't wait to read this to you. Let me ask you for those that are listening. It's not a Bible study, although it follows the book of Ruth. It's real practical as well, right? So they're going to get it, but it's not. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, um, the publisher asked me to do a Bible study with it. And I actually said, no, Um, I, if people pre-order the book, I give away six uh, six wow. video sessions or DVD sessions, digital sessions, um, plus a whole PDF that goes through it because I want people to get that for free. Like That's if you're cool. going to read the Bible, I will give it to you for free. I like, I just <laughs> want people to love this story. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing a Bible study with that. I provide basically Bible study for free. The book though, it's not, it does not chron- chronologically go through the book of Ruth. What I do is I take okay. principles so each chapter will start off um, with a verse from the book of Ruth that kind of sets the foundation as to what we're going to be talking about and why we talk about it. So we pull in wisdom from Ruth and Naomi, practical stories, real life examples. And um, I love to laugh like you. So there's always going to be a dose of humor in it as well. <laughs> you know, and you're so funny. Sometimes when I watch you preach, I just, I'm like, are we, is this a comedian, a comedian slash, pro- like, are, this is unbelievable. I just think. No, have, I need a muzzle because I don't plan any of this. It just comes out. It's like verbal diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah. And when I'm around funny people, I'm like, I'm praising the Lord and I'm watching my P's and Q's with you because it's inappropriate <laughs> real fast. I, I, I just feel like I'm a loose cannon. Watch out, sister. I love it though. I've been watching your Instagram more and more and I'm like, there she is. I think this pastoring thing has either got you like exhausted. So you're, you're just getting more free or you're kind of like, Hey, you're either my people or you're not. And I just yes. I love yes. it. <laughs> well, I think this book is phenomenal. It, it will basically uh, come out on August, but you can get it today. It's pre-order, right? Yeah. Um, Amazon, target.com, walmart.com, oh, barnesandnoble.com cool. and pre-order the book. And when you pre-order the book, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm giving away for free as well. Um, on the website, biancaoltoff.com, you can actually submit, uh, or you could forward the email and you can get all the free goodies that we're going to be giving away. Um, the 10 dating commandments, PDF, um, oh my gosh, how awesome. dateable are you with? the seven video sessions for the book of Ruth and a bunch of other free stuff that we just wanted to give away. Oh, that sounds so awesome. So again, you guys can go right to her website and make sure you get that, all those goodies. So if you do get the book, you know, you don't want to miss that stuff, but the only way to do that is you can't just get on Amazon. You have to go to her website and make sure you buy the book there and get all the downloads there. And, um, and make sure I always say, if you get the book, make sure you take a picture and tag her, tag us, let us know you learned about it on the podcast 
it always helps. I think people always assume we know and it's like crickets unless somebody posts or tags or shows us, we don't know. So we, I don't, I know you and I, we're both relational in that way, but we enjoy it when people let us know. It's so fun. It makes us feel like we're not talking to a vacuum, that there's really people out there who are as crazy as us and really do want our lives to look different. It's so true. And I love the fact that if they're, if you guys are in the LA area, they have an incredible church. Uh, Make sure you go check that out as well and give Bianca some love on, I know you're on Instagram more than probably any other. I assume you're more on Instagram more than any other. Are you a Twitter person? I don't know it. Uh, I, I still use Twitter occasionally, but Instagram's just fun because you could do everything there. It's like a one-stop shop. You can, and you can kind of catch up. I always feel like if I'm behind, I can catch up, but oh my gosh. Well, Bianca, I love you. Thanks for jumping on. I can't wait to hear about the success of this book and so many lives are going to be changed because you invested your time and your story. So I love you. Have a great day. Give Matt and the kids my love and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God was trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.